Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. And remember, if you have any questions for us here on The Retirement Solution, you can always drop us an email through our website at retirementsolutionradio.com. And I guess, uh, you know, it just goes to show that pollsters do not always get everything right. I was somewhat surprised on how everything started to unfold Tuesday and just the the looks of shock again on the faces of some news anchors out there, John. You know, they're like, how can this go this way? Absolutely. And it's really interesting. I mean, I still have not caught up on my sleep uh, (laughs) from Tuesday night into the wee hours of Wednesday. But it's very interesting when you look back, uh, most of the, uh, the pollsters out there, including Frank Luntz, some of the guys you know that this is their job this is their profession Mm -hmm. this is what they do they poll and they try to figure out what that means and they try to give us some analysis but a lot of them got it completely wrong jennifer Mm, weird i don't know exactly why that is i think it's hard to put a finger on exactly what it was but we do know in the end the market liked it yes the market liked it quite a bit were you surprised at that well, I mean, a little bit, mm-hmm. but here's the the big part of this, and I think the the one thing that we can feel pretty confident about, knowing now that the Senate is probably going to stay Republican controlled, um, the understanding about that is we're probably going to have a fairly decent checks and balances True. type situation. Yeah, which I I think that's why the market responded so favorably. I think a lot of Wall Street. And a lot of Main Street uh, were very uncomfortable with a lot of the tax proposals that Biden was coming up with. Um, and a lot of the, uh, you know, the health care, you know, we're going to spend $11 trillion on some crazy health care thing. With a Republican Senate, it's really hard for that kind of spending, that kind of program to go through. So I think a lot of the outlandish things that the, that the Biden ticket was, was trying to hang their hat on, I don't think there's a chance in Hades that that gets accomplished with a Republican Senate. And obviously we saw that the market liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, double digits, uh, the day of the election in anticipation that had already factored in either side. And then up, you know, 2% plus, uh, the following day on Wednesday. But the amazing thing about that is I think what happened is it realizes, okay, one of the big things that Biden was talking about was getting rid of the capital gains rate mm-hmm. and making it the highest marginal tax rate of nearly 40%. So now with a Republican Senate to stay in place, it's going to be really hard for that to happen. I think the market's going to rise in this situation. And with lower tax rates, or at least hopefully not crazy new tax legislation, I think that that's a pretty good uh, indicator that we could, from this point, see growth, uh, regardless of someone's bias on who they wanted to be president. And one of the uh, interesting things that I noted on Election Day, the, you know, the pundits were just absolutely befuddled by what happened in Florida. But, you know, absolutely. it turns out that President Trump did extremely well with Hispanic voters there, in particular Cuban-Americans, absolutely. because of all the talk that, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. Some of those more like socialist leaning proposals that we were hearing from Democrats and So I am pretty relieved that at least we have the Senate going the other way right now. And again, it goes back to we need that checks and balances so that we don't go too far left or even too far right, John. 
Sure. And, and if you look at it, you know, the Republicans actually picked up uh, several seats in the House as well. So I, I think this balance of power uh, is really going to be probably very important going forward. When you look at the, the ways that, that this country uh, really was founded, it was talking about the opportunities, the opportunities that we all have to make good decisions for ourselves, to put ourselves in a position to prosper, right? Mm-hmm. Life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. As long as we have those checks and balances, as long as we have the opportunity that if we have a Democrat uh, that's running the country, as long as we have balances in Congress, then that gives us some opportunity to do good things for all people. And I think if you really look at it, and and Jennifer, you have to check me on this, but I feel pretty confident that in times where we've had a divided administration in Congress, I think we've had the best economic growth periods historically. When you look back at that, and I would have to look at the numbers, but I feel pretty strongly that that's part of the research that I had seen in the past. Most of Bill Clinton's time period, Mm -hmm. he had a Republican Congress and often Republican Senate. So when you look at that, and we had tremendous growth during that period of time. Now, a couple things did help Clinton in that situation. For a Democrat, he was a little bit deregulatory which was very helpful. But I think that the checks and balances, and, and I think that you made the point about Florida, you know, I think that that Trump picked up several hundred, uh, at least a 100,000 extra votes because of uh, Hispanic Americans in, in Florida. Check that out. Yeah. That's pretty impressive considering, you know, on his, on his first campaign bid, I don't know that he would have gotten too many of those in the first place. Yeah. But again, I, I think we're seeing the shift in American thinking too in terms of sure. we do not want... The government controlling our lives, controlling us with taxes. And that's something we've been preaching about for months here on this show, John. No matter which way this election went, we've been talking about the fact that taxes are probably going to go up for all of us. And we have to control those things we can control because Washington, no matter which party is, they're always cooking up new ideas to get more from us. Yeah. And and there was a couple of things that we really were trying to hit home. And and now I think it's even more important. If we look at the current tax code, uh, the way it's written now, it does sign in 2025. There is zero way, in my opinion, that we're going to see those tax breaks extend any further. Now, on the other side of that, even if uh, we were to have a Republican presidency, uh, uh, the, the, the point of this is, is that we don't have money in this country to do the things we need to do. We're running budget deficits on top of this huge debt. Guys, we're going to have to increase taxes somewhere or increase GDP to the point that we can help pay for some of these bills. That has to happen over time. It doesn't have to happen tomorrow, but we need a long-term vision on how that can be done. Now, I think one of the things that I, makes me a little nervous is if we look at one of the bills that's currently in Congress right now that's going to be looked at, uh, actually uh, extends the RMD age to age 75, Jennifer. Oh, okay. And that makes me very nervous in the fact that, remember, one of those real big concepts is we're deferring taxes by keeping our money in tax-deferred accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not paying the taxes this year. We pay it in the future. If they keep pushing that RMD back, here's my fear. They really do have an idea that they want to have a much higher tax rate on those tax-deferred accounts over time. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me very nervous because think about it. If you ask a bank robber why they robbed the bank, they all have a very similar answer. That's uh, where the money is. Well, that's is. where the money is, right? <laughs> yes. And if we know we've got, heck, after the new stimulus bill, whatever that's going to be, we could be $30 trillion in national debt. And we still are running a budget deficit. That's not going to change. We're going to have to get the money from somewhere. 
And again, if you're a bank robber, where do you go? Well, the government knows one thing. It knows exactly how much money you have in your tax-deferred accounts. You know how it knows that? This is the exact reason why none of us are allowed to own uh, those IRAs or 401ks ourselves. We can't be our own custodian, can we? Right. No, we have to use Vanguard or Charles Schwab or uh, TD Ameritrade or Fidelity, right? They have to hold it because every year those companies have to send a form to the government to let the government know exactly how much money was in that account on December 31st of every year. Huh. So they mm. know their numbers. Mm. So they may not have any idea if you have 5,000 shares of Disney stock in your drawer at home. They may not have a clue about that. But they absolutely do know how much money you have in those 401ks. And so that's why I say, why do the bank robbers rob the banks? Because that's where the money is. And what does the government know with no question? How much money is in those accounts? Okay. So if it finds a way to get a bigger percentage of those tax-deferred dollars, do you think it's going to go for it? <laughs> I absolutely yes. do. That's where the money is. That's where you go rob the banks, right? That's the whole thing. Now, the interesting thing is what the government has told us is no, 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 no. If, if you know, we're not going to, we're only going to mess with the people that are rich. We're only going to mess with the rich people, Jennifer. <laughs> well, here's the problem. If you've got more than $300,000 in your 401ks and IRAs, guess what, kids? You're, You're part of the rich folk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, because that is that is in the top 10% of all accounts in the United States if they're $300,000 or more. So that means it would benefit 90% of the people that don't have that much money, right, if they took some extra money from you. Congratulations. Hope you feel rich because, I've, again, we get the bullseye on us if we've done a great job saving. So, again, if we may only have four years left of the current tax breaks, do we really need to consider getting that money to a Roth? Absolutely, we need to consider it. Now, my staff is really good at running those numbers. They are happy to do that so that we can take potentially advantage of the lowest tax rates we will ever see again in this planet. If nothing else, that might give us the opportunity to get just a little leg up. And we're going to need every bit of that because I promise you, the market will not go up forever. Now, right now, it doesn't look like it's going to implode tomorrow, right? right? That's a positive thing. But at some point, we're going to need those extra dollars, if not for future health care, then so that we can have something to give to our beneficiaries down the road rather than our favorite uncle over there that uncle can down. absolutely <laughs> shove it <laughs> right yes please have questions for john drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.